podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Safe drivers save up to 20% with insurance. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance. Hello and welcome to this gameplay pod. We're going to be reviewing various recently released players from SBCs, the players on the market, plus talking about the best ways to beat those top tier defenders, physical number nines, and a skill that you can probably master that a lot of pros haven't. I'm your host, Ben, and you'll hear all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast, brought to you by our supporters and available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to week. 35 of the Foot Weekly podcast we have with us on this one, returning after a week's break. Welcome back, Edge Apes FIFA. Thanks, Ben. Glad to be back talking FIFA on the pod and getting these wonderful gameplay tips that I'm going to need to uh, play against these stack teams coming up here for ultimate team of the season. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be talking about that. And we also have with us a FIFA E World Cup commentator and a very much regular part of the Foot Weekly podcast. Hello, Richard Buckley. Thank you for having me back on another episode. Very much looking forward to talking all things FIFA gameplay related. Uh, it was another <sighs> outrageous weekend in the Richard Buckley household <laughs> on Weekend League. Uh, up and down the entire week, but managed to, to clutch up Elite again and very much looking forward to packing Klaus <laughs> in my Tots yeah. pack. Nice. <laughs> and you'll also have heard in the background there, uh, content creator, uh, YouTuber, streamer, it's James. Hello, hello. I had I had a similar torrid time. I, I started very late um, because I was I was a bit busy this week. I started my weekend league at 8 p.m. yesterday, <laughs> which was less than wow. ideal. We did manage to get to gold three. We gave we gave the last like ten games away. It was it was nice, but yeah, it was quite a stressful time. I won't lie. I was I was I think yeah. I finished at 2 a.m. I was like I could push on, but also. Yeah. You know, class isn't that good, so I don't, I'm not really that bothered. <laughs> uh, we've also got a Melbourne City pro player and uh, very much a regular on the pod really as well, Marcus Gomes. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on the pod again. Uh, my weekend league uh, was a short but sweet one. Stopped at 14-0 using Japes's 3-5-2 tactics that he uh, sent me and it was fun, um, but I could not bring myself this week to grind all the way but with the ultimate team of the season coming up I'm, I'm hopefully going to find the motivation to go all the way and really deal with the uh, the sweat post 15 games <laughs> well yeah this is going to be interesting because I feel like we've we've got a lot of uh, people who maybe I actually very much like our listeners in terms of being a bit disenfranchised with the gameplay overall because as I said over the last couple of weeks we're very much getting to that point in the cycle but I did towards the end of the weekend league buy team of the season to pie um, thought what am I doing playing with players that I've used for a long time and not particularly finding that exciting I'll go out and get uh, a player that I really have been wanting to use and I'll take the coin hit for the fact that he might go down in price and just go for it and use him and, and it actually really did make a massive difference to my enjoyment and uh, I had a lot of fun in the last sort of 10 games or so uh, with him in there um, so yeah just the way it goes to show I suppose if you have a player that you really want to use um, you can enjoy it but uh, still seeing directional nutmegs um, when I close my eyes uh, <laughs> but let's move on to uh, some reviews I'll talk about the pie in a second but I know James you have used someone that people will be very much interested in because we had that Joe Gomez uh 
it was a player moments, wasn't it, for the uh, yes, Champions League last year? So for for some moment, yeah. Sorry, two years ago they obviously won the Champions League. And I think it was for that, perhaps. Um, but yes, what did you think of him? How have you found him? And then you also did the Walker as well, didn't you? The showdown. I have done. I mean, funny you should mention they both go at my, at my, in my centre back positions in my of team. Of course, um, as you oh. know. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> he. He's so good. Like I was. A bit hesitant at first because he's got quite a hefty price tag on him. I can't remember what the teams. I think he's like an eighty-eight and eighty-seven and eighty-six or something like that. Like he's, yeah, he's not cheap it's like by any means. Fifty k, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I was intrigued to see whether he would feel like normal Joe Gomez, which is obviously just an absolute pain in the butt. But mm. you know, on steroids, and he does. He 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 is the same, but better. And it's he just does stuff on his own. Like he'll push people off the ball. He'll just make interceptions, make tackles, like. I don't really have to do anything. As long as I'm mm. running him in the general direction of the ball, he'll kind of just do the rest. And, and obviously with a shadow on him as well, he just goes up to basically max pace, max defending. And then I, just, I don't know what it is though, because the rest of the car doesn't look that insane, really. Like his agility and balance is still mid 70s. Mm. In his ball control, dribbling and composure all like 80, around about the 80 mark. His strength is not even maxed out. Aggression's only 87. But I, I don't know. He's just something about Joe Gomez. And I think maybe at this point, probably in a year, there's probably a mental edge as well. Because <laughs> I know getting tackled by Varane is one of the most infuriating things that I, like personally, it makes me tilt getting tackled <laughs> by him for like the third time in a game. And then I will play worse because he keeps tackling me. So I don't know whether there is like a mental edge to it as well. I think um, any player that people have been frustrated by throughout the cycle is going to give you a little bit of a mental edge. Also, Interestingly, he has a unique body type, which is actually quite rare on a centre-back. So I wonder whether that is something to do with it. Mm. I think some body types, when they're unique, like I think Wambasaka maybe has it, where they have sort of like longer legs, maybe shorter bodies, which gives them, you know, extra reach despite him. Well, he's 6'2", which is tall enough, but, you know, it gives him some extra uh, you know, octopus abilities when he's uh, making tackles. And actually, he does have the 95 reactions. You know, Japes and I have often talked about how important the reactions are on, on centre-backs, and, and he has that, even if his other dribbling stats aren't that amazing. So, yeah, just from the stats, he looks pretty amazing. And I know you were saying the uh, price tag at 450k, or maybe even 500, is high. But actually, you know, he's by far, if we're excluding fullbacks, the fastest centre-back in the Premier League and uh, you know there aren't many close to him actually so it's not a bad price to be honest I'm, I'm excluding the informed car walker there I have to say because I think his stats are a bit uh, behind the curve now but in terms of the actual top quality ones um, I think Showdown Aki oh, I mean Showdown Aki doesn't even get that close to be honest I don't like Showdown Aki at all a aerially Showdown Aki is so weak that if you come right, against yeah, yeah. anyone with a Ronaldo or anything you just he just con you just instantly concede from every single corner he, he's, yeah, in yeah. my opinion he's not really that usable with the Aki card. Yeah, and actually from one Dutchman to another, I got the team of the season to pie over the weekend, just picked him up because I wasn't having a ton of fun and just thought, I need to get a player that I'll enjoy using and I haven't done that for a while, just gone out, splashed the cash and get someone who I know is going to be fun or I think is going to be fun and he was a ton of fun. I mean, you can imagine, obviously with the stats, his high strength, aggression, uh, the ridiculous shooting stats and uh, really, I mean, in the attacking sense, he's just pretty ideal. Uh, he scores goals other players won't score. He's 
got that stocky physicality, but also can go around players like they're not there. And I think really the only concern with him and the thing that I did find was shooting off his left, especially if he's under pressure because of his 89 composure. It is a bit suspect. He's not the most clinical. You know, players like Fakir that I've talked about, even Lotaro, they have that composure, strength, aggression and balance. But they do have that composure, which he doesn't. And they have the weak foot. So he's not the most clinical, but he is so much fun. And I would strongly recommend him to anyone who wants that bit of fun, the five-star skills. Uh, he's great for that. But yeah, Richard, do you have anyone else to add in from a review perspective? There was two players, actually, that came in this week into my squad that uh, I had not used before. One of them I packed in the 92-plus prime icon, and that was Eto, the prime Eto. Oh, wow. I used him as a left forward in the 4-3-2-1 it's just not very good to be honest <laughs> he came off at half time pretty much in every single game well. for the flashback Gareth Bale who I do have a, a big crush on <laughs> I just think he's very very good he that's feels amazing actually so you were taking off so Prime quick. Eto for, who's on full yeah. game crazy I, I don't know what it is uh, about Eto I just couldn't I just couldn't get him firing as I wanted him to hmm. and then the other player was Juan Corradardo I got him in my reds and finally managed to get Ronaldo on 10 chem through Quadrado. Uh, but unfortunately, Ronaldo will be returning to seven chemistry next weekend as Quadrado will not be partaking <laughs> any more games in my club. He, he's just rubbish. Like, he, he's just positionally, he, he, he didn't know where he were. He, he will find himself in like centre mid. I was playing him left back, but starting him on 10 chem at right back. So I was swapping him pretty much instantly as soon as the game kicks off. But I just couldn't... He's just not very good. And I've had an issue with left-back for a while. I didn't really like Alfonso Davis, the team of the season, when I was using him. What? <laughs> I don't like Juan Cuadrado. Um oh, wait. Have you have you used Jordi what? Alba? I've not, no. And I think he might be next to come so, in. I kid you not. Every time that I try to put somebody else back there, I find myself thinking, oh, man this isn't Jordi Alba anymore. And I've used Davies. <laughs> I've used like all of them. And I like, I look at Alba's stats and I'm like, ah, you're not going to be special. Something about that card, man. He is tenacious. He gives me like prime icon moments or like prime icon, like Philip Lom style vibes using him. Mm. He just sort of has that same type of presence. Just fights for the badge. And that's what I need in my club. I need passion. Jao Cancelo is one of those players that gives me passion at right back. Yeah, he is a good player. I've got untradeable uh, Tots Wambasaka, who plays centre-back for me. And I just need a left-back. That's all I'm looking for. So Jordi Alba might have to I might have to feature. It's going to be a pain to get in the squad, though. Do you do Coutinho? Um, no, mm. I didn't. What chemistry style were you putting on Quadrado? I'm actually using a Sentinel on him. Yeah, that Because he's sense. very yeah. weak. Yeah, yeah. Have you, um, do you have Vasquez? I do have Vasquez, actually, yes. Yeah, just play him on 7-cam and a 4-5-1. Jordi Alba's on 10. Good to go. But then Vasquez is a... An attacker? Where are you? Oh, you're going to play it? Well, look at his stats, dude. Yeah. You could do do whatever you want with Vasquez, to be fair. Potentially. Mm. If you put a finisher on Vasquez, even on 7 cam, he's got 98 finishing, 99 positioning, 99 shot power, 98 agility, 97 balance. Like, that card is just outrageous. You can play him anywhere. He he can literally do everything. Yeah. He might have to have a few games, but yeah, that's it for me Mm. in terms of of play reviews. Uh, Eto and Quadrado. I'm probably going to get put into an SBC. <laughs> it was more of a kind of a, 
a fraud warning than like a, yeah. <laughs> a yeah. that, that's all right i mean i actually quite like that i think it's a good change well let's get into some gameplay questions then because we, we do have quite a few and i think this is going to be something that uh, everyone's struggling with um certainly myself george says coming up against very strong defenses these days is there any particular skill move that is more effective at this point in the cycle is there a more effective way of getting past the likes of Tapsoba, um, for example? Uh, Marcus, let me throw this to you as someone who will certainly uh, know his stuff around skill moves. I know you were not a natural skiller, but have had to take on a few skill moves here and there because that is the way things are this year. Uh, are there any particularly good ones you found getting around some of the uh, tougher centre-backs like Tapsoba? It is very, very like tough at the stage to get around people without skill moves to get that straight. Mm. If you're trying to like left stick dribble around all these tendencies and cards, it's basically impossible unless your opponent makes a mistake. When you're playing against bigger players like Taps Over, bigger, bigger center backs, as sweaty as it sounds, I found I find like lacrocated and cancelling works really well because when they bite one way or the other, they they really bite more compared to like a Mbabu or a Wamba Saka, someone that's going to be more agility and a bit more less center of gravity. Mm. When you try to just go like straight through guys like Tapsoba, Varane, Joe Gomez with a directional nutmeg or just normal bridge or, I don't know, just running in a straight line, like it's just not, you might work sometimes if you get them at the right angle and the right timing, but most of the time they'll just body you out of the positioning and then you just can't run through them with your Neymar or whoever you're using. So yeah, a Lacrocator cancel works really well for me. Same with just face shot stop into a quick Elastigo as well. I've been like like that a lot this weekend. It's something that's pretty underrated. Obviously, there's a lot of cancelling stuff that you can do, but the Lacrocator cancel is probably the most common cancel this year that people should try to learn if they really want to keep pushing during these Tots Weekend Leagues and onwards because uh, there's a lot of other cancels you can do, but that's definitely one where you can... It's it's like uh how do I explain it? It's like the FIFA nineteen it's like a FIFA nineteen black like, like in terms of how quickly you can get to the other side or like to the left or the right of you. It's actually mm. insane. If you cancel it at the right time, I'm not saying you have to double cancel, go, you know, basically like uh I call it like skiing where you're skiing one like left to right. But if you can just hit it like to the left or to the right once and just get them to bite a little bit then all it takes is, you know, a scoop turn or like a face shot the other way or, you know, a McGeady spin, something to get you to the other side. Because if, if they've already, yeah, bitten with a, a bigger centre back, that's usually how I get past the bigger centre back for sure. But I'm curious to see what anything else uh, says because it is difficult and you have to have a lot of variety in your game at this stage of, of FIFA. Otherwise, um, eventually you just run into people, someone that has your number. If you don't have variety and you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, uh, if they're a good player, they'll just shut you out. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I think that's a really good point. And actually worth highlighting what you're saying about if you're going to use the Lacroqueta, you do need to use something at the end of the Lacroqueta just to get the distance. I think a lot of people just think you do the Lacroqueta and then you're gone, but that doesn't, that, well, generally doesn't happen, does it? You need something else there to just get you a bit further away from the player, I find. Yeah. Uh, heel to heel is quite good as well, actually. Heel to heel is quite good. Forward. I was going to say, heel to heel, yeah. If you were a four-star yeah. skill, the L2 heel to heel, where it does like with the inside of the boot, oh, yeah. um, is quite nice as well. Yeah, yeah. If you, like, I know some people that kind of struggle with going from Lacroqueta into the heel to heel with just the right stick. If you're not a great, if you're not like a really great skiller or like used to skilling a lot of the time, it can kind mm. of be a mechanic that you might have a little hesitation after you come out of Lacroqueta, then by then it's too late. So yeah. when you hold L2 and you just do the fake shot, it's a kind of an easy transition into uh, yeah. into it, but obviously not possible with five size skills because they do that fancy one. So, yeah, yeah, rich, uh, elite player, of course. Uh, anything to add 
in terms of techniques to get round the likes of Tap Sober and that? I'll be honest, Ben, and I'm sure the the viewers will know this. I play very, very just awful FIFA. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I know that something's working, I'm just going to keep on doing it all game long until it works for me. So, like, if I see centre backs like Tap Sober, like Varane, I'm just going to keep on just hitting the the, the 45 degree direction uh, directional nutmeg like Ugh. over and over again until I get a bounce off one of them. Because I've I found the the see loads of listeners. <laughs> it sounds disgusting. <laughs> the issue with the 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 centre backs is, and I'm sure Marcus has seen this a lot while he's been competing. You get the bouncers, so they'll they're not agile enough and quick enough to take that touch away. You'll do the directional nutmeg into the defender, and the ball will just bounce off the defender straight back to you. And if you're quick enough to shoot, you'll just get a you'll just get a rebound, and you'll just you'll just score easy from it. Like I, I, I think. That, Something that a lot of the viewers and listeners can take is I am not like mechanically amazing at FIFA, but like mentally I'm I'm I don't really let the game affect me too much, but I just know what I need to do to win and I'll just keep on doing it. And Elite is very much easy for people to get if you can mentally just keep your head. I actually I do have a question for Marcus, but I can ask him a little bit later on. Yeah, we can do that after the break. And if people want to watch the debacle that is Richard's gameplay, then they can do that over yeah. at fb.gg forward slash rbuckley98. There we go. So let's take a break. Hello, listeners of the Foot Weekly podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, you'll probably have heard me do a plug for the patron because, of course, the patron keeps the pod going. Without the patron, the podcast wouldn't operate and wouldn't be able to put out the content that we do, which is fantastic. The key thing that... I would mention here though because you're probably fed up with me plugging the patron is that actually over the summer in my opinion the community kind of comes into its own we've got a Euros tournament which is where you draft a Euros team and then you play for a prize against the rest of the community a pro club session happening every Thursday 4pm Eastern time 9pm UK time and a few other times during the week sometimes as well which you can check out in the discord too there's also loads of euros chat going on in there and uh, whether you're starting to do a bit less foot or not it really is a great place to be over the summer if you'd like to join you can follow the link in the description or just google patron foot weekly and i'll look forward to welcoming you there right that's enough plugging from me we'll get back into the podcast when we made our McDonald's spicy chicken McNuggets, you were praise hands emoji. Then we ran out, and you were streaming tears emoji. Now they're back, so you can be grinning face with sweat emoji. Order ahead on the McDonald's app. Break out the party hat emoji, because a six-piece spicy chicken McNuggets is just $2.50. And if that's not enough, try a spicy McCrispy or a spicy deluxe McCrispy. And if that's not enough, there's always the sauce. Price and participation may vary. Now, Richard, I know you had a question to ask, which uh, I'm a little bit concerned where this might take us considering the other things you've advocated on this pod. But uh, we'll, we'll move on to other things afterwards and you could uh, fire away at Marcus uh, with your question. <laughs> the, the question that I've got for Marcus is, so this weekend, 19 and 2 and just absolutely flying. I, I went 19 and 3 and as soon as I hit that like plus 15 ELO, I just crumble. Is that because... At that level, I'm not good enough to beat people comfortably yet, or do I just have to play differently against people who also will do anything to win? You definitely have to do whatever it takes. As, as like sweaty as it sounds, as maybe as uncomfortable as that sounds, be telling you that, but it's definitely at that kind of moment where if you think you're outskilled by certain players in that in that elo and they're doing everything it takes to win, 
chances are you're just gonna you're gonna lose by you know a goal like a goal or two every time you're like oh I could have won that I could have won that if I just got this yeah. they're also gonna probably be expecting the directional and especially if you do it a couple of times early on and the, especially the ones where you're doing it into them trying to get the rebound exactly what I know exactly what Richard's <laughs> talking about by the way there's one moments where you can see the center back and you can just directional into him knowing he's gonna either tackle you or and you can tackle the ball off him and get it back and shoot or it'll just bounce off him and then you can just take the and you can just shoot so but the, the really good players will... Drives me will, nuts, man. Yeah, it, it's it's insane, but the really good players know how to position their body or like bait you into doing it and then read the run or, out, or like shield you out of the way so it does, they don't get the bounce off them. Or like, you know, even like really crazy things like moving their keeper, like to save the shot when you get through. Um, but you definitely have to do whatever it takes. I think the biggest thing with that, as once again, it sways it sounds, I think really good players that are playing aggressively and pressing and know their pretty much better than the vast, vast majority of players and they're, they're pushing for probably elite one uh, every week. Um, they hate it when people play like slowly like and like hold the ball. Like it is very frustrating tots now with tots players because all your players are so quick and so good on the ball. You can do, you can just spin around with your center backs because you've probably got fullbacks there. It's impossible to really press someone unless you're on constant pressure and unless you're on that pressure possession loss after the seven seconds, you can get out quite easily. But something that I've just seen from a lot of streams and like a lot of good players that are pushing for ranks that they'll try to like almost force the game onto their opponent because they just know they're better. So like they keep the game quick at like a quick pace. They know to just eventually just beat them because they're just, they're just better. Or the person will make a mistake or they'll crumble under pressure. But when the opponent slows the game down and really takes their time to build up and turns it into a really cagey kind of couple shots at halftime kind of affair, then it's like frustrating and they'll start pulling their players out and like pressing the tackle button and like rushing their attacks because they've been starved of possession for so long. And then those are the ones where all you need is, and then those are the ones where you just get that little bit of luck and you score that goal with the directional or like a rebound, whatever it is. And then you have the mental edge, which as you said, you're good with the mental side, but that's probably the biggest thing. If you're outskilled by someone and or out-teamed, you have to beat them somewhere else. And the mental is where you attack all the good players that are usually not used to being in situations where they're behind and under pressure and a lot a lot of players to be honest on fever just mentally collapses so yeah that's i mean as so what you're telling me marcus is i need to directional nutmeg into everybody and hold 70 percent possession every game and i'll get top 200 <laughs> goodbye to the few listeners that were left at this point <laughs> I've said it loads of times, but we're just at that point and I feel like the irony of talking about this on a podcast where I was thinking of talking about how we need to enjoy ourselves, have fun and here are some tactics, which would be fun. We might have to save that for the next podcast now, but you know, I think it is that point in the cycle, as I've said, or we'll bang on about at the moment where going for the extra win or a couple of wins in weekend league, you're not going to gain a huge amount out of that compared to the enjoyment you're going to get just playing the games that you you know find comfortable and will enjoy especially as the need for a competitive team and the teams people will have built up uh, you know it's less pressing at this point for most people and i'm sure people will want to enjoy you know, the weather and uh, things opening up in the uk certainly and beyond the uk as well so just consider that a little bit before you take on the uh, richard buckley school of fifa i just want to quickly say by the way yeah i also don't i also don't condone anything i've just said <laughs> richard asked the question <laughs> And I wanted to give him the answer of the reality. I don't like if Rich if I pop onto Richard's Facebook stream this weekend and I see him knocking around the back one in like twenty minutes in, 
look, look, it's going to be questioned. You know it's going to happen, though. You know it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of mental fortitude to do that. And it's also not enjoyable, as as Ben was saying. It's actually not fun to play like that. Unless you, unless you, unless you just love... I don't know. You're like I'll get a throw of it. So you're like a prime Barcelona, like I don't know, just like absolute fanboy, and you just love knocking the ball around for some reason. Like it, like for, but like it's not like even triangles. <laughs> it's just like knocking the ball back to your keeper and like just waiting for them to press you. So yeah, don't play like that if you don't enjoy it. And like like I'm saying, yeah, just like that's that, that's the reality of the situation when you play against people like that. That you know, people call rats in the scene. That's just what they're thinking. That's their mindset. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but and James, that's a philosophy that you've taken on really, you know, for a while now. You, you just play to whatever you feel, you know, happy and comfortable to play to rather than, you know, doing it for the rewards. Yeah. I know you're good at the game and you have a strong team, so it's easy for you to sit there and say that's what people should do. But, you know, I think that is something that everyone can do, really. I'm not saying that's what people should do. I'm saying that's what I do. Like, at the at the core, we have to remember, like, this is just a game. And if the game is fun, you should play it. And if you don't, you're not, like, having fun. Yeah. And it's like affecting you specifically as soon as you get up out of your chair. Like, let's rethink what's going on. I think that would be my mm. like ultimate advice. But like, yeah, at the beginning of the year, Ben, like I was trying to grind out, you know, elite finishes because I want those extra coins that I can get from maybe getting those team of the week players. But like, I think this year, if anything, I've realized I don't, dude, I don't think I got a red pick over 84 rated until February. And that was trying to get, and that was like getting consistent elite finishes, right? Mm. So for me, it's like, is how much of the juice is worth the squeeze? And we talk about like pound for pound powerhouse every week, and there's just good value all over the place at this point in the game, especially that you really like, I'd, I'd be hard pressed to see somebody that needs, like really needs to put the results in when we're talking about cards like, Pound for pound powerhouse cards that are like 40k. Or Kimpembe is free, right? Or, or some objective. Kimpembe is free, sure. Like, and there have been a bunch of good free cards already. So mm. I I just think like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe for a pod next week, Ben, with team of the season, you know, maybe, maybe we should all do this for one of our weekend leagues, right? We give ourselves like a a maximum coin total or ask the viewers what their average coin total they think they might have. And we go out and we all build a team for that coin total and see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I actually, I mean, I do obviously mainly content stuff. I've been doing pack and play versus foot champs. So for like, for like three or four games, I'll open a few packs, upgrade whatever players have like upgrades. So in this uh, particular weekend, I may or may not have had to use Jan Vertonghen at striker. Um, (laughs) But he actually, it was really fun. Honestly, it was what some of the most fun I've had playing weekend league, spinning people's, fullbacks with Jan Vertonghen <laughs> taking shots from like 30 yards just because I can like yeah, obviously yeah. You do it at the start of the weekend league when the players are worse because otherwise you're really going to hate yourself but uh, yeah, yeah. like yeah I, I totally agree sometimes you just need to take a break from the seriousness of the yeah, champs totally I mean uh, I I I think we kind of like summed that up. I think also, you know, that's not to knock people who want to play very seriously. I mean, you know, come to me. Play, yeah, yeah. Um, please do uh, <laughs> ask Richard for further advice on that. But no, and also, you know, I think there are people out there who, uh, you know, we shouldn't forget have maybe started playing foot a bit later in the cycle, so they're still taking it very seriously, and and that's totally, you know, their discretion, isn't it, to do that? And people can are welcome to. It's all about doing what you enjoy, especially at this point in the cycle. And um, I would in- encourage people to to do no more than what they enjoy, I think is, is the main point to be made. Because as Jake said, there are so many good value players. And also, even by playing, you know, 11 
wins in weekend league or whether it's your rivals games you're still getting coins and you're still building your club you're still enabling yourself to go out and, and try different players and, and buy players and do objectives and all those things so it's not all about getting a particular result in weekend league or even playing weekend league but let's move on to some other questions because you know people are still looking for advice on various things we'll move on to this question which uh, does kind of relate to the last one actually but Jabberwocky here is saying is it prudent to invest in a physical and bruiser style number nine to shield the ball um, withstand the shoulder to shoulder charge and avoid getting bullied off the ball let's say someone like team of the season Lukaku uh, and it's interesting actually because we do now see quite a lot of forwards who actually have the physicality but also say four-star skills four-star weak foot and can compete for physical dominance if you like with the likes of Zagadu and Tapsoba but have the agility and the skills and weak foot to uh, do a job in the way that maybe a smaller striker would be able to the only thing I'd say there Marcus is while it's great to be able to use those you know, big physical players you might be better off having someone a bit smaller who has strength so they're a bit more mobile rather than someone like Lukaku who's still a bit yeah, unwieldy it's, it's a it's a unfortunate situation in FIFA now where if you hit a certain I guess like height threshold and you know agility slash balance uh threshold you don't hit that you just feel you just feel weird in games sometimes like there's there's a few players that get away with that obviously Ronaldo with his animations and you know a couple others but when you hit that like players like Bakambu or I used uh Obviously, Haaland's a you know extreme example. I used him this weekend, and uh, even Muller, who's like you know six foot. I think it's they have moments where it's like whoa, they're, they're turning like they're a truck, but they're not. You see their stats, and they're amazing. So uh, it is really probably always better to use smaller players. So would you say Haaland was you know someone you found effective even without his you know, skill moves and weak foot being that great? Yeah, he he was effective, but it's just. I don't know what it is with tall players. I'm not sure if anyone has experience, but he's he's so tall, 82 jumping, 6'4". Hmm. I kid you not, there was a game where I clipped it and I was going to post it where I was getting out-jumped by Tim this season, Taylor Figo at left back. I was just whipping them in back stick like twice with Alfonso Davies. I'm like, oh, easy goal. No worries. And I was just getting straight like out-jumped and I was like, what's going on? Like I was getting out-jumped by... Like players that just shouldn't even be in the con- competition when it comes to jumping, because I can't even like box them out. Kind of like Harlan would in real life. You put a ball up into the air, he's gonna box out the defender, right, and get positioning. But mm. either my Harlan just moves out of the way, or he just gets straight up out jump. Like it was pretty, it was pretty crazy at times. It's just the consistency is what kills someone like that. Because when you play, when when someone's playing with small players or small fullbacks or centre back, you wanna be able to punish them. And I thought, okay, let me try and counter with tall players this week and try and. I had like a Mbappe Harlan combo, like a small and tall combo. And I thought, okay, Mbappe's gonna have have drift wide and create a lot of chances for Haaland, and he did. But it's just he should have scored a lot more goals for me if the gameplay was more rewarding for tall players. I'm not saying give me FIFA 19 crosses where you know I'm just gonna head the ball the whole time. But a tall player should def at six four. I know they don't give the jumping. He just they don't give him like crazy jumping boost, and they nerf. They keep the threshold for jumping on tall players low so they don't become overpowered. But it even felt like he just wasn't jump mm. like it wasn't 82 jumping. Like I know what 82 jumping feels like, and it just like it just didn't feel like that a lot of the time, which is I don't know if it's a deliberate thing to kind of keep heading like nerfed ever since the fever 19 days. But it just brings that unfortunate situation where I, I've, I'm sure if he had skill moves, it'd be way, it'd be much more enjoyable experience. But then from skilling like that, I might as well just use a small player. 
mm. to be honest. Because um, I'm going to have more success with that. So yeah. uh, It's interesting, though, because, Richard, what you were saying earlier, that Bale has been really good for you despite his bigger physicality and maybe not being the most mobile in, in terms of the agility and balance. Yeah, um, Bale's, Bale's outstanding for me, especially just it seems like he, he he's instant acceleration his instant sort of burst of speed is just really really quick he's a bit like the um team of the year honorable mentions mane that i've been using as well I'm, i must have got over 500 games now mm. without mane and it's that instant acceleration rather than sort of the, the acceleration over time just to knock it out of the feet and just go past the defender but speaking of sort of heading the one player that just caused me so many issues this weekend uh, was the team of the season, Lautaro Martinez. I just he he, he just mm, bullied yeah. me, and whether it's running in behind, whether it's him on the ball, whether it's him in the air, he scored headed against me. He scored finesse shots from outside the box. He was dribbling inside the box, and for like two hundred k on the PlayStation, I generally think if you need a striker that can tick all the boxes. He is the one. He was a, a real nuisance to play against whenever I played against him. And yeah, as soon as I saw that Lautaro, whether it were a red or the team of the season variant, I knew that I had to be switched on defensively because mm. he was just he, he just scored a lot of goals against me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got him red as I was saying and used him at the start of weekend league on 8chem and he's just got that, like as you said, sort of tenacity. Uh, he, he sort of well as you were saying earlier like he fights for the bad really he he kind of gets to everything he's got 70 defensive awareness which i think helps with the pressing decent interceptions and um yeah as you said really well rounded and uh yeah someone that I'd, I'd strongly recommend and so cheap as well he's kind of a bit like fakir actually um in many ways uh japes did you say that you, were you complaining about coming up against him as well i think uh yeah no i i just think he's like going back to the lukaku question yeah of using a big player like that that's like you know strong or whatever like you're just doing yourself a disservice if you're choosing Lukaku over Lautaro mm. because Lautaro has like close to the you know 90 plus strength 90 plus jumping 90 plus aggression as well as being you know more nimble on the ball and able to create for himself and I think that's the like the like key distinction and I, I think what we all kind of forget sometimes and Marcus pointed it out earlier that like if you're not using skill moves, you're going to have a harder time scoring goals. Hmm. And inclusive of that in some ways is the ability to quickly change directions, yeah, right? So yeah, really yeah. like what it boils down to is like if you're not able to take players on one-on-one -on -one in some way, shape, or form, whether that's with skill moves or elastic dribbling, like you're going to have a harder time scoring goals. And frankly, and unfortunately, players like Lukaku don't lend themselves to those sort of one-on-one -on -one situations as well as players like Lautaro might. If you're using Lukaku or a player like that, or like I've used Hullet up front. The thing is Hullet can create for himself in many ways because he, I mean, he does have the four-star skills, but more importantly, he has the five-star weak foot. So you don't know which way he's going to go, which makes it easier to create for himself because people are always concerned as soon as you turn one direction. Hmm. But if you're using a player like Lukaku, you basically have to like ignore him in buildup and not think of him as a player that can create from himself or be isolated and only you give it to him for that like finishing touch, whether that's a layoff, whether that's a cross, whether, you know, whatever it, it's a through ball and he's able to get in behind the defender, like whatever that might be. But in terms of buildup and creation for himself, like he's not going to be able to do it. So if the defense gets truly set up, you're either going to have to put it on a plate for him or he's going to end up getting it taken away 
when he tries to create for himself. Yeah, it's something we've discussed quite a lot over the last few months, actually, you know, the target man and their use at the moment. And I think what we can take away from this conversation is actually the best target men are the smaller players that have the agility and balance and the strength and aggression to go with that. So the likes of Depay, Fakir, Lotaro Martinez, there are so many players who now do have that combination that I think those are the ones you want to use. And actually in terms of using those bigger players that maybe aren't so useful in the build-up, I was wanting to quickly touch on, because I think it's a really good thing that people of all levels can give a go at this point in the cycle when maybe wins don't mean so much and losing the ball isn't as much of a concern as it perhaps once was if you're trying to grind out wins and things. And that is the player lock, which is something we've talked about throughout the year. But having given it a try over the last couple of months or six months or so, it's really something that is fun and satisfying to use, but also there's quite a lot of different ways to use it and you can experiment and things. All you have to do is push in the left and right analog stick and then flick the right analog stick as if you're changing player to the player that you want to make an off the ball run with. And then you can call for the uh, pass, through ball, cross, etc. And I know that's something, Japes, you've been doing certainly with crossing particularly. I use it. It's not even just crossing anymore. It's anytime that I'm out on the wing and I can get my wide player in enough free space for me to player lock to whoever my striker attacking mid is and make a manual run, like I'll use it. I started using it on like, not only are you like running down the wing, but you're sort of like running on the end line towards goal and I'll use it to switch to a player and just like drop them back for an easy pass rather than hoping that the AI is going to move backwards as well. So I, I just think anytime out wide and like sending crosses in that way if you do have a big player like i i did it when i screwed around with that isak card for a while too because he's really big and he's what six four six five has the five star weak foot and has like really really high jumping and so i would manually set up crosses for him a lot and that seemed to work pretty well so if you do want to like if you want to mess around with crossing, like you should absolutely be using player lock because it's the most efficient way to get like your attacker kind of in that boxing out mentality where you can actually make a run across the face of the defender. Nice. And I think, Richard, you've talked on the pod before about using it. What kind of situations do you recommend people take a look at when they're doing this? Uh, with the with the wingers, uh, usually with the four three two one, right back to right forward or left back to left forward just down the line and then hitting a, a R1 triangle, uh, or calling for an R1 triangle. Or in the in the wide areas, like down the side of the box, I watched uh, a lot of pros doing this and I've, I've picked it up into my own game. But player locking, flicking to a player in the box, the defender runs back, he goes to mark the player, then I just switch back to the original ball taker and dribble further into the box. It's one of those things, it's a very sort of, I, I would say basic mechanic to learn. However, to master, it's going to take a, a long time and and a lot of the pros aren't even mastered it yet there's a couple out there who are really really good with a player lock Resendai from from Brazil he's one of the the players that really is sort of he he was one of the first that I saw to use it and he's he's probably one of the best at doing it but I think more and more pros have been picking up the player lock um, especially with teams getting better players getting better in the game there's less margin for error when sort of attacking so you need to literally use every single attack and, and try and make sure that you're getting a 90-95% chance of scoring from it. 
Nice. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up because I think it's a really good thing for people to take away. If they want to try it, give it a go in different situations. If you'd like more detail, I'm sure there'll be YouTube tutorials on the player lock uh, if you need to work out how to do the button combination to do it. But as we've said, it is straightforward from a activating it perspective. It's just about how you use it and finding those situations. So yeah, before we do wrap up, of course, there is the content pod out at the moment as well. Supporters will, I'm sure, have listened to that probably already. Loads of interesting pound-for-pound powerhouse nominations, but also loads of good theories, both legitimate and slightly tinfoil hat on why we've seen such a disparity in content between those early team of the seasons, not so much the Premier League, and over the last two weeks. So if you'd like to hear about that, then do head over. You can support, keep the pod going and get double the amount of podcasts, just £3 a month. And uh, it really goes a long way. You can go to bit.ly slash more pods that's bit.ly slash more pod a huge thank you to those currently supporting and of course to our guests here japes uh, start of something fresh in terms of the startup congrats again but you're looking forward to getting into it yes definitely things are things are a changing uh but i'll be sure to tell uh pod listeners more about that and of course you can come see what i'm doing on twitter uh, and that's twitter.com slash air japes and of course you can catch my stream and ask me all about it this weekend twitch.tv slash air japes fifa great and uh, we also have had the pleasure of Richard, as we often do. Thank you very much, Rich. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you very much, Ben. As always, uh, you can catch me on all my social medias at rbuckley98, or you can come and see uh, a passion merchant <laughs> with the winner's win mentality, fb.gg forward slash rbuckley98 in all its glory, uh, shrimp pads and headband ready. <laughs> nice. And also potentially full sweatband and everything. It's James. You've promised it. So maybe we'll see it on your stream this weekend. I mean, they'll definitely, I, might, I will have to go buy <laughs> yeah. these objects and then we'll be equipped, fully equipped, ready for yeah. the weekend. But yeah, you can find me on It's James on YouTube and It's It's James on Twitter and on Twitch as well. Great. Thank you very much for coming on. And Marcus Gomes, of course, great to have you back on again. Thank you very much for your insights. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for uh, having me on again. And good luck to the you know everyone and, and these lads as well in their weekend league um i'm still debating i think i'll play but it won't be it won't be a, a sweatband <laughs> kind of situation for me i think i'll be with uh with japes in the uh in the chilling club and we'll see how far how far we go nice great well thank you very much marcus and, and where can people catch that actually if they want to see that uh twitch.tv marcus underscore grams and then marcus grams fifa on twitter great well a huge thank you listeners for joining us on this podcast it's been a pleasure to have you if you have caught this pod for the first time or you've been listening for a little while and would like those episodes delivered directly then do subscribe the various ways you can google podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify pretty much any podcast platform and of course if you're a supporter of the pod then a huge thank you for supporting and a huge thank you to those icon patrons Dave B, DJ FIFA player, Coach Vass, Hugh J, Thomas, Alan G, Alistair, Martin M, Jordan, Matt L, Chris W, David S, Liam B, Reese A, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, Jake G, Robbie S, Jake S, Zach O, Tom B, Stephen F, Eric T, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Kraus, Adam A, Sam P, David C, Brian S, Sila P, Mikael L, Nishant, Dougie, Anthony R, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, at pace of a tortoise, Stephen C, Andrew C, Dan W, Pobius, Sporkum, Bronco, Matt H, and Savage P. 
Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Nick V, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Before I leave you though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.